Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tantras Mantra where we go behind and beyond the tech news headlines. I am your host Prakash Sangam, founder and principal at Tantra Analyst. Today we will uh, take a deeper dive into the AR, VR, XR, MR industry and take your pick. I'll stick to XR during this discussion as a as a name. We'll specifically talk about the effect of announcement of Apple's uh, Vision Pro headset. Uh, although the announcement was anticipated for a long time, specifics of the device totally changed the dynamics. Uh, there are many surprises as well. Uh, many existing players welcomed uh, Apple's entry. Some others thumbed their chest saying this validated their position and uh, they are already ahead of the curve and ahead of Apple because they have been in this market for some time. Of course, anything uh, Apple does attracts a lot of attention and a lot of media coverage and so on. And everybody has an opinion on Apple. So if you ask five people, you get six opinions, right? So we want to take a little bit of a structured approach to our discussion. Uh, we'll talk about uh, how about the product itself, how this impacts Apple, but more importantly, how it affects and uh, changes the XR industry as a whole. To do that, we have a good friend and a fellow analyst, Leonard Lee of NextCurve with us today. Leonard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Prakash. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Perfect. It's the first time uh, uh, we have Leonard on the show. I hope uh, we'll keep coming back, Leonard. There are a lot of things that we discuss offline, and it's about time that we do them online and uh, make our opinions heard, right? I have to agree with you. So, um, And I, I look forward to future discussions on other pivotal topics. So, Perfect. So... Uh, why don't you give our listeners a quick background on yourself and uh, what NextCurve uh, is doing and in what areas it is doing uh, work? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question. So, um, yeah, I'm the executive uh, analyst and founder of NextCurve. I founded the firm uh, five years ago, and previously I was a managing partner with Gartner, and then I had tw- 25 years in consulting with uh, IBM, PwC, and so forth. And you know, a lot of what Next Curve is about is looking at forward-looking topics and the broader uh, tech industry. And you know, a lot of what we try to do is um, literally uh, figure out what the next curve is. And so I'll leave it at that. One of the things that I know that you and I do is oftentimes bump into each other in a lot of these uh, tech conferences. And so uh, in many ways, I mirror what you do, uh, Prakash, at Tantra Analyst. So. Very well. So uh, let's get started with the questions and the discussion. So what is your initial view uh, of uh, Vision Pro about the product itself and what it has done? Yeah, I, I mean, I generally thought that it was a cool looking device and kind of goofy at the same time. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about these MR or mixed reality glasses. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why it looks like a pair of goggles is because it really is sort of a VR-ish kind of device with a, you know, a pass-through feature where you can, you know, see your environment, but also integrate your environment into, you know, whatever experiences that you're rendering through the device. But at the same time, I, I thought it was also unremarkable. I, my in, initial impression was I, I was a little bit disappointed, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Why is that? 
Well, um, you know, I didn't think that this was the direction that Apple was going to go. I honestly thought that they would be coming to market with uh, something that was a little bit more in line with AR glasses, which would have been uh, technically a more challenging thing, which is one of the reasons why I didn't quite expect them to uh, deliver on what I thought were rumors. But um you know, my initial impression was, where are they trying to go with this thing? Okay. I have a little bit of a, a different view on this. Tim Cook called it an AR headset when he introduced it. But it is indeed a mixed reality or extended reality, whatever you want to call it. It is a remarkable device in my view because of uh, all the technology and the stuff uh, inside in it. Uh, the question is whether all of that is required or not. I'll say this. If you used a VR or AR uh, MR headset, you always think that there is something is missing. Either the quality is not there, and a lot of times content is not appropriate, and you always keep asking, what is the use case? How people make money with this and, and so on. So uh, there, I think the announcement gave an answer to a lot of those questions. So, so uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Did you have any anything surprising in the announcement? Anything that you expected and not expected? Yeah, um, you know, going back to what I said before, uh, you know, the fact that the rumors are actually true this time, right? Because people have been prognosticating that Apple would mm -hmm. put out some kind of quote-unquote AR device for a long time. So that was a little bit of a, a surprise, you know. And again, uh, going back to some of the the device itself, you and I, we, we talked to a lot of technology companies, right? And we're not unfamiliar with the XR world and the available tech that can go into devices. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw the unveiling, my first impression, again, first impression was, hey, look, we've already seen this kind of stuff before, right? And we've also that it hasn't made traction. And I didn't see really where Vision Pro was solving any of these big problems that have stymied the XR movement. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, and you know, what we've seen is a pretty big pivot toward enterprise, you know, whether it's AR or XR, but even then, whatever success has uh, been realized has been slow moving. It certainly hasn't been on the scale of what many analysts have been forecasting or anticipating. I didn't think that Apple really had a, you know, a game changing mm -hmm. offering. Again, first impressions, right? Correct. Yeah. What I found interesting mm -hmm. is that they did not, uh, you know, start talking about all these, obviously, metaverse is, you know, nobody, nobody believes it will happen in, you know, if it ever uh, soon. Yeah. But all these hyperbole uh, use cases, right, that you'll wear it everywhere, walk around with the glass on you uh, and so on. Yeah. I think, uh, as you pointed out, one, they had a very heavy enterprise focus, uh, you know, probably because of the price. We'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. And also, they had simple use cases, like replacing your TV. I mean, I don't think anybody will replace the TV. No. But uh, making it more of a content consumption device, videos and other things, highlight a specific use case that users or buyer 
can right away start using the device for not wait for something to happen in the mm-hmm. overall industry and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, to add to that, they started talking about the content. They had yeah. Disney CEO and you know, announcing they'll work with and so on. So, and there is you know, at least a year or more yeah. uh, before it is shipped and people get it. So yeah. there is enough time that yeah. the content can be developed even just for viewing. So I think the the two things that they focused, which yeah. I think made sense compared to others. Yeah, and I, I mean, I even struggled with those a little bit uh-huh. because you know, headsets are, yes, Apple tethered the battery and took the weight out of the headset. Mm-hmm. But even then, I mean, if anyone's gone skiing, <laughs> you know that those goggles have gotten really light, but it's it becomes uncomfortable wearing those things after maybe two hours max, right? You got to take them off. Correct. I think just having goggles, that form factor, okay, the goggle form factor, is just going to be burdensome at some point where the user is going to say, look, I, mm-hmm. this is getting uncomfortable. So for those more, let's say, longer duration use cases, I think there's still going to be that challenge. But obviously, I haven't actually tried these things on. I've, some folks have tried it on, but not not for more than like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. So, you know, for the, the more long duration applications, it, it, it's really, you know, I think it, the jury is still out. I mean, these things need to go out into the market. People need to use them to, uh, for us to get a sense of how long people are going to tolerate having these goggles on. But, you know, going back to like the things that kind of surprised me that I thought were more of the, the factors that were game changing. I thought was this 3D spatial camera. Mm -hmm. That is really interesting. Initially, I kind of scratched my head because when they showed the video, you know, demo, Mm -hmm. it just looked really strange, right? Having the father uh, staring through these goggles and looking at, you know, looking at their kids and taking photos and stuff. I just went, wow, that just looks really goofy. I can't imagine anyone romping around a party with these things on taking photos. photos. But one of the things that Apple always talks about is how these devices are the most personal things that you have in your digital life or even in your regular life, right? Your digitally augmented life. And, you know, being able to capture volumetric content, I think is huge. And I say this because you know, there's this whole idea of like photo being photogenic, right? Well, mm-hmm. I think most of us are pretty photo inaccurate, right? And so when you try to experience people that you know, oftentimes in two-dimensional media, mm-hmm. you just don't get that experience, right? And I'm just really curious to see how well the 3D spatial camera works and if it can truly capture the essence of the moment in a volumetric way with spatial audio. I think that right there could be the the killer application or the killer use case uh, because, you know, the thing is content has always been a challenge, even with the announcements of Disney uh-huh. and all of the properties that Apple actually has accumulated over the last, you know, decade, right? They, they have Apple TV plus, they have Apple music, there's, they have the podcast, they have all this media production capability and control where they can influence the production of content. I think even there, it's going to take a while for that immersive content, that volumetric content to really mature, right? That camera, man, I think it really has the potential to to make this 
that kind of personal device where you're going to have some attachment to its utility and uh, its value. Yeah, so Apple got a lot of flag because you know all the demos that they showed through the announcement, they showed very solitary life, right? Single people sitting on the sofa in a big home or you know you're celebrating uh your uh, kid's birthday just alone and so on it's you know yeah it's really weird if you have to do it it's pretty sad but yeah and, uh, the camera is pretty good and content yeah i mean they're yeah. i think content is one of the key missing points in my view for xr i like their point that they never said that you will have this on your on your head all the time and walking around and everything that a lot of xr proponents yeah seem yeah. to think that's not going to happen for a very long time, if at all. The use cases they talked about are for like content, how long yeah. you watch, right? For example, you know, an hour or so, a movie or something like that. Like you're having your personal IMAX, for example. Yeah. And then for enterprise use cases, not all the time, but when you think you need multiple displays, like a dashboard or soft sorts, yeah. you could basically use that and, and so on, not as a 100% replacement for any of these devices. Right. right. So that that's, uh, that's interesting. So now the price tag, 3500 I mean, it, it was much higher than other people were expecting, even mm. people who know Apple very well that the price, uh, yeah. you know, the price yeah. is pretty still compared to competition. What do you think of that? Uh, well, you know, I mean, given what they packed into the device and, and its capabilities that they tout, I mean, it sounds about right. Correct. Yeah, the bomb itself, I think, pretty high. Right, right. So, so many sensor cameras, high definition displays and so on. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you have the, the eye tracking sensors and uh, I mean, there's a lot of technology that's packed into it. it a lot of it is premium, very expensive to... Mm-hmm pack into a device like that obviously the bomb costs are going to go up and there's a you know a premium that apple is going to charge for that differentiated experience now i mean i don't think there has been really a disruptive product that hasn't come in at the premium price point you know i mean take smartphones the original iphone it was mm-hmm. really expensive everyone said no one's going to buy this thing correct and yet over time as the whole i don't want to use the platform but once the the whole ecosystem kind of started to come together that's where it really gained a lot of momentum and you saw iphone basically redefine the category i mean smartphones were there before correct um but it's the iphone that changed the game at a premium and even at that time everybody was saying hey look in order to make it in yeah uh, create a breakthrough in this smartphone market we need to go commodity cheap 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 that has always been the wrong answer correct Tesla, same thing. They didn't start at the bottom of the yeah. market trying, trying to crank out Model 3s. They came in with Model S, you know, and then went to Plaid before they went to the broader market with the Model uh, 3 and the Y. So I, I don't have as much problem with the the um, price point. I think it's about right, and it's still going to take time for uh, legs to form underneath uh, what uh, I think Apple is doing. And I think the bigger picture is really more the important thing than the device itself. 
and probably they intended this not to be a everybody in and every day device yeah. and also make sure it it goes to one yeah. their fanboys were ready to pay any price and you know even line up even for this price <laughs> outside the apple stores on this releases mm. and second uh, app developers and others so and keep kind of yeah. uh, it is a, a close and smaller community for the you know fine tune and work out all the kinks and so on right so i think that is intentional as well yeah and i'm sure i know probably not soon but they will tear because this is a mixed reality and i see and if you look at the use cases yeah they might you know tear up and tear down as well with mm-hmm. you know functionalities and so on well yeah it's a pro device right exactly yeah it's in the name <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, I, and, you know, they really have the whole stack to accelerate, whether it's from the software standpoint, you know, SDKs, you know, they announced the vision of OS, but then on the content side, they have integrated tools. You know, a lot of people don't know that they have a lot of media production tools. People know about GarageBand, but few people talk about Final Cut Pro. Correct. You know, that's a pro quality software there that's used by a lot of studios in Hollywood. Yeah. And then on the music end, you have uh, Logic Pro. And so for sound, mm-hmm. you know, even 3D uh, titling and object creation, Apple has a lot of that, you know. And uh, it's all integrated. And, and even from the software for the, you know, you talk about developers. Correct. I mean, it's almost like push button conversion. Uh, you know, so if you have an existing, it doesn't take a lot of effort to actually create a vision OS version of that same application. Correct. And so I think day one, Apple's going to have like a ton of applications for people to choose from. And then, and you know, it's, it's interesting that they didn't take a game centric approach like everyone else has. Right. I think they learned that gaming really isn't the killer application. Correct. It's one segment of the market, and if you if they pushed it hard, I mean they did talk about it. Yeah. Not too much. I mean, otherwise people would yeah. tag this as a gaming device. It's interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think the beauty that Apple brings that nobody can or able to match is yeah. full uh, integration, right? Hardware, software, content, yeah, exactly, and everything, yeah. and that gives them a huge edge that uh, nobody else can replicate because everybody else have to rely on third parties to put this together and if it is you know coming from multiple parties integration is going to suffer and uh, extremely hard to fight that off as we're seeing in uh, you know other areas right so yeah. that is key so yeah. you know that's a good segue to our next section in terms of impact on the industry so what do you think about um, you know when people are saying that validates uh, their position, uh, you know, the early entrants and uh, they're already ahead of Apple. I mean, to some extent validates, I agree with that, but I don't think mm. others have a leg up uh, because they started early. I think yeah. Apple kind of changed the game altogether, right? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, this is all about the bigger picture. And like you said, and I have always said this mm-hmm. uh, for years, it, it's the device is not the problem. It's the content. Correct. The thing that everyone else has gotten wrong I think is the head fake that Apple did with XR or their XR play here is that they went straight for the consumer. They're solving the content problem Mm -hmm. by enabling citizen creators, right? And this is what they do really, really well. Whereas everybody else was focused on the developer Mm -hmm. 
And that ended up actually being the wrong answer. It's about enabling content creators like the guys in Hollywood who have been struggling with XR. So a lot of people think, oh, you know, hey, we, we give them the technology, we give them the device and everyone's going to make like, uh, you know, VR movies, right? Not even close, uh, not even close. And, you know, we have now a company, Apple, that has the breadth of portfolio where they can actually solve the big picture issues. And I think mm. that puts them way ahead of everyone else because everyone else is focused on the device and it is not about the device. Because anyone who spends eight years and then is going to charge $3,500 for a headset can uh, come up with a device very similar to what Apple's put together, right? Correct. But what they've done is they've designed out a lot of things because of the cost constraints and the price points that they yeah. have been told is what is required in order to uh, take XR mainstream. And that, that those hypotheses have been wrong. And I think Apple is proving that that will probably prove very likely that that those uh, theories have been wrong. Yeah, I agree with it. It's it's kind of changed the game, and they have done something that nobody else can do, right? Because not a one single company out there which has all these things: the hardware, the software, the content, and the app developer. It's all distributed. So there's a couple. There's a couple. It's just that they've been focusing on gaming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? But in a mainstream uh, kind of a market, there's nobody. You have to work with somebody. You, right. you need you know, hardware providers, chip providers. You need yeah. you know software providers. You need developers. You need content. And it's all coming from different places, right? In most of the cases. Yeah. How do you think uh, the existing players, especially like Meta, uh, Microsoft, and others will react to this? Will they stay the course or change the strategy? Um, you know what, I, I think it, it, it puts everybody in an uncomfortable position, as I mentioned before. I mean, we've seen a lot of the companies that we talk to in the XR space or trying to get into or in the XR game or trying to get in the XR space now pivot toward enterprise and industrial. Mm -hmm. I think this puts them in an uncomfortable position of having to look back at the consumer right. uh, and then, and the likely prospect that what Apple is going to do here is actually uh, enable the mainstream, uh, you know, adoption or breakthrough of XR with the consumer, not with the enterprise, not with industrial. And I think that at the moment, given the prevailing uh, thinking uh, that's out there, that goes contrary to what people have been talking about over the last, I would say, year and a half. Yeah, true. Especially after the metaverse hype has uh, you know, receded, people are thinking, okay, use cases are in business. And I agree, yeah. there are lots of use cases in business. And then so, for a lot of the, the business-specific use cases, you may not need a 3500 Apple Vision Pro. There could be yeah. application-specific uh, devices as well. Yeah. And even Apple also said, basically, they had two very key use cases one is content consumption and the enterprise and all of, all others they brushed upon but they focused on those two for for a specific reason and they focused them quite well there and i think both of them make sense and also i agree that you know all the other players have to look for a consumer market because there will be content so yeah. that i think in one way others will definitely benefit that There'll be huge amount of content available probably initially it will be specific to apple 
and maybe that will spill over and others can get benefit on the other platforms so that is one definitely good thing for the competition yeah. do you think uh, they yeah. will attempt to replicate uh, the uh, 3000 uh, you know dollar xr headset yeah try to compete with uh, the vision pro head to head with exactly similar offering or they look at other strategies yeah i think it's going to be really tough um i, I think there's going to be a lot of soul searching that's going to be required quite honestly yeah um i think possibly um for a lot of companies the wrong move would be to emulate apple just because they don't have the bits and pieces that apple has to mm-hmm. number one justify that price point because what people always buy into with apple is much more than the device right yeah. and if all you have is the device and not much more you're going to find yourself in a, a pickle you know i and i i think one of the things that apple is probably going to do is use or work with disney on exclusive volumetric content right these very exclusive content that you can only get through apple yeah and a lot of that is going to be because the production processes and equipment and technologies are going to be exclusive to apple you know and the integration and all of this from you know uh the the set right and on in the studio set all the way to the device is going to be integrated with apple stuff um mm-hmm. distribution apple you know uh so that's what's going to be really tough and so a lot of the players out there i think you have to really really think hard about what is a competitive play uh and, and maybe possibly even focusing in, in, in a different direction a lot of times i mean even when you look at the in phone uh, reviews and and such yeah people always compare features and spec and fail to realize that apple doesn't sell device based on its specs or features they don't even sell a device for device sake they sell an ecosystem yeah and when people are paying uh, this hefty price they are paying for that ecosystem and they know that yeah. they don't have to go anywhere outside this wall garden <laughs> to get anything so they they are well served being in that garden and apple make sure that there is no reason for them to go outside that walled garden right so trying to emulate as you said with exact same thing would be a wrong move then you know you can never right. get that uh, integration that we talked about uh, hardware software and uh, content so you are trying to beat apple with with their own strategy it's very hard because they they have all the background uh, the full ecosystem supporting it yeah trying to come up with a 3500 device from other parties without that uh, full ecosystem support would be i think futile yeah and i also think uh, one one way they could look at is rather than just competing with vision pro uh, with a single device maybe identify the specific areas that yeah. you know uh, apple is trying to focus yeah and then try to come up with a better solution for that specific use case uh, and the domains for example if it is content viewer they already have a lot you know most of the technology for a good content viewer headset right and there is going to be content available through apple or the enablement of ecosystem app developers and content developers through apple maybe have a excellent well priced content viewer for that market yeah yeah and then uh, you know specific industries they are looking at maybe have a well optimized headset for that market and compete uh, 
not one on one across the board but in in those specific markets i think that is a better strategy uh, that will suit them because this is like a all in one kind of a device right uh, it's xr it's not only ar vr but it's uh, both consumer and a enterprise device sometimes you know the needs of these specific industries and specific markets might be different and try to address those and come up at a better price point with similar experience for those specific markets i think that will be a a better strategy in my view what do you think yeah i mean i think maybe one low hanging fruit that people can uh, or, or other players can pursue is uh, getting that spatial the 3d spatial camera and, and building a play on, uh, you know, citizen creator content, um, you know, uh, that that's one area where they might be able to, to start to challenge or emulate uh, the um, Apple strategy. I, I think that's a, that, that's a powerful aspect of what I, I believe Apple is doing. Um, straight off the bat, that, that's the thing that I also think is really valuable, you know, especially for people who have um, families who, you know, live overseas or what have you, where you don't get to see family members um, frequently. Uh, it could be something that people are willing to throw down quite a significant amount of money because the, the alternative is buying a plane ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, true. So again, I think we discussed this, but so the the uh, repeat of uh, Apple versus Android ecosystem in XR that I don't think would be a right uh, right solution, right? For people to compete, even there, I mean, Apple is winning in the premium, hands down, right? So, but I, I you know what, I think people will. F- fast and in probably most cases slow follow it'll take uh, a while for a fragmented ecosystem to follow what apple's doing Mm -hmm. especially with the impact that apple will probably have Mm -hmm. and this is coming from someone who really wasn't impressed with the device in the announcement in the beginning right so i've had to chew on a lot of stuff and think through and analyze a lot of stuff before actually you know, uh, appreciating maybe a potential big picture move here by Apple. And if this this is, again, a a theory, I don't even know if they're really intending to do this, but if they do, this is, this is exactly what I have been saying would be the game changing play. Again, the thing that I didn't expect the 3d spatial camera, I think that that is, it's a key feature. Oh, I see that. And that might actually be the key, uh, the killer uh, function. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'll keep the jury out on that one. So we'll probably discuss that down the line once they come to it. And yeah, interesting. but it's interesting comment. I agree. Okay. Yeah, it depends on how good it is, right? I mean, there are 360 degree VR cameras out, uh, but doing it in a holistic way, I don't think there's anything out there right now. Okay, cool. We almost spent more than half hour uh, uh, discussing this and, and we can go on and on for a very long time, right? So any closing comments? Sure. You know, I, I guess in closing, um, I initially wasn't very impressed with the announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Price point didn't bother me much given what they packed into the Vision Pro. But I think what the key takeaway for me is the bigger picture potential here because the device is, has never been answer and it's always been content and compelling content that's going to engage folks and not render 
a device like a Vision Pro, like most drones that are sitting in drawers that people purchased uh, for you know themselves, thinking that they're going to fly drones all the time, and they never end up doing it, right? Yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Some yeah. of a couple of comments, closing comments from my side. Yeah, I think it's uh, impressive, and uh, even it, at this price point, I think there'll still people you know will be interested in buying, and whoever will buy it will find right away use cases when they get it so that they, they don't think like it is you know money not well spent they'll they'll uh, see uses and we all know there are tons of apple fanboys with uh, deep pockets ready to spend on this so i still say yeah. if people buy this and i fully agree with you this will kind oh, yeah. of you know has uprooted the industry and yeah. will change in significant ways all the existing players have to go back to board and then, uh, you know, rethink about strategy and how to address it. And I also agree with you that emulating Apple may not be the best solution. Um, but instead, my suggestion would be to not a positive connotation, uh, but uh, killing by a thousand cuts, right? So instead of just attacking with one exactly same device, maybe they look at different use cases and markets and then come up with even more optimized offering for those and try to compete with Apple in that way. Yeah. Very well, man. Thank you very much. It was an interesting, interesting conversation. I think we should do this more often. Yeah. I'm always happy to jump on your podcast, Prakash. Perfect. Anytime. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming over to Tantra's Mantra, Leonard. And, uh, sharing your views and engage in an interesting uh, conversation. It is still very early <clears throat> for the industry and for Vision Pro itself. It will be at least a year or more uh, before we see this uh, in users' hands and the experience and and see the worth of uh, the money they have paid for it. So we'll see how things turn out. And I'm sure we'll you know keep discussing uh, on this and, and uh, we'll have another session on this on Tantra's Mantra. So, folks, that's all for now. Hope you found this discussion informative and useful. If so, please hit like and subscribe uh, to the podcast on uh, whatever platform you are listening this on. Uh, don't forget to check the articles uh, post on our website, tantraanalyst.com, and other uh, podcasts. I'll be back very soon with another episode, uh, putting light on another interesting tech subject. Bye-bye for now. Bye.